0: What is up, y'all? Welcome to Talking Sports Down South. <clears throat> well, I let y'all down again. I've missed what week two and three of college football and the NFL. And week four of college football. Well, week four just passed, so I didn't really miss that one yet. So um, I've been dealing with a cold. I'm finally starting to get over it. But before we go any further, before we start talking about any sports, what happened through the league, what happened through college football, whatever it is, I would like to send out uh, me and my family's prayers to uh, Southern Florida, who will be getting hit by Hurricane Ian within the next 24 hours. It's looking like it's going to be a pretty powerful storm. And uh, my heart goes out to y'all. I do feel for y'all. Uh, I remember going through Hurricane Katrina back in 2005. It's a terrible deal. Um, so, yeah, uh, any rivalry aside, praying for um, all the families in southern Florida, Tampa area, um. Praying that the families for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers players uh, have evacuated and are safe. and Hopefully everybody that wanted or needed to evacuate has evacuated. Um, if you did not evacuate, um, I- I'm praying for y'all. Please be careful. Uh, they could get bad in a heartbeat. I've seen it get bad with Hurricane Katrina. so y'all just stay safe um if you happen to hear this podcast sometime after hurricane ian please send me an email at talking sports down south that's talking t-a-l-k-i-n sports down south at gmail.com just to let me know that y'all are safe y'all made it how much damage you know whatever um my church, uh, we do a lot of um, we, we like to donate when it comes to uh, natural disasters. For I can't remember the um, the organization it is, but I think it's like five thousand or ten thousand dollars. Got you a, a full eighteen wheeler trailer load, loaded down with supplies, water, food, you know, uh, high, hygiene supplies, everything like that. So I'm sure. Uh, by the time Ian is left out, our pastor will have sent the money and the uh, supplies will be uh, headed towards y'all's way. Uh, I remember we did the same thing for Ida. Ida wasn't even out yet. and He had already made the transaction and it was just waiting for the storm to get out of there. So again, I'm praying for y'all. I hope y'all stay safe. I hope y'all... Don't get a whole bunch of damage. I looked at the radar earlier and it looks like it's, it's actually shifted more south. So Tampa should be on the west side of the storm now. Well, the way it's coming in, it's actually going to be the north side. Uh, but the east side of a normal storm is the worst side. And the west side's the calmer side, I guess you could say. So in y'all's case, the north side is going to be the more calmer side. Um, so... Tampa y'all look like y'all are going to be on the more calmer side but still don't don't get don't get hemmed up. If if you got to get out, get out now. This is this is your last opportunity. I've already seen where tornadoes have made uh, touchdowns and everything and it's it's going to get bad and it's going to get bad quick. So we're praying for y'all in the southern Florida area. Anybody that's going to be affected by Hurricane Ian <clears throat> um Again, if you hear this after um uh after the storm has passed, please email us in talking sports down south down south T A L K I N down South at Gmail. I'm sorry, T A L K I N, sports down south at gmail dot com. Uh just let so us know you're okay. Um So let's get into some action that I've missed dealing with this cold that I've had. Um, college football kind of wacky again. Um, some, some pretty decent games around the around the uh, league. Um, I've actually missed a few I missed uh, LSU played Southern and HBCU school. These schools are separated by 11 miles and have never played each other, but they did. And then I've missed week three and then week four. So I'm slacking college football and NFL. I'm sorry, y'all. I was dealing with a cold. Uh, let's jump into the NFL, get them out the way real quick, because college football, there's going to be a few things to break down just because there was a lot of games. Um, So week two of the NFL, New Orleans Saints – coming off of a comeback win a 16 point deficit in the fourth quarter against the atlanta falcons week two we had a lot of hope going in because the saints have beaten the bucks in the regular season since tom brady has joined uh four times in a row uh well that did not happen we're gonna get into that in a little bit um some you know some notable wins around the league the jets beat the browns um i guess you could say it's a shock cuz everybody was high on the browns after beating cleveland uh, i don't i don't know why i didn't really see it but um yeah nothing too special there joe flacco had four touchdowns for 307 yards um it's kind of crazy you know joe flacco Being the starter again up there in New York. Um, The Jaguars beat the Colts again. Last time the Jags played the Colts, it stopped the Colts from going to the playoffs last season. I would have to say it looks like uh, T-Law might be coming on to something here in his... This would be his sophomore year? Third third year in the NFL second or third year in the NFL uh he might be turning on the jets now and the dolphins beat the ravens 42 to 38 that was wild that was actually a pretty good game uh two had six passing touchdowns for 469 yards and two interceptions which yeah the two interceptions but hey the man had six touchdowns. What do you expect? Tyreek Hill just went off with 190 yards and two touchdowns. I feel like. Oh, also, I'm forgetting the main thing. They were down 21 to nothing, or they were down 21 points, and they came back to beat the Ravens. I feel like Tyreek Hill going to Miami is going to help boost Tua a little bit. Tua Tagovailoa, um. Being an LSU fan, I'm used to having to watch it I used to have to watch him, you know, two or three times. Um I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I don't think he's cracked up as uh as what they made him coming out of college. but it's just like any quarterback from Alabama, you put some good receivers around him, they're gonna look like Tom Brady out there. You know what I'm talking about? They're gonna look like Peyton Manning slinging the ball up and down the field. Uh but Tua is kind of holding his own since uh Tyreek Hill's come to Miami. Um, seems like they got some kind of chemistry going on. Uh, 49ers beat the Seahawks. Nothing too fancy, but, uh, that was Jimmy Garoppolo's first game back as a Niner. You know, he had got benched in the off season for Trey Lance. Trey Lance comes out with an injury week one. I hate to see it. It was the Trey Lance era. But Jimmy G coming off the bench for the win. Uh, let's see. Cowboys beat the Bengals. Man, the Bengals. They are still on a Super Bowl hangover. They have gotta be. They have just looked like crap all year. You know, they brought in Lyle Collins for to protect Joe Burrow, but it hadn't happened. I mean, just just against Dallas alone, Burrow was sacked. Six times—that's crazy. I feel like he's been sacked more since bringing in Lyle Collins than he was last year. I, I can't be too sure. I'd have to go look at the statistics. But bringing in Lyle Collins, everybody was hyped up. Yeah, we're gonna make. We're gonna run it back. Uh, well, if y'all plan on running it back up there in Cincy, y'all gonna have to figure something out. Offensive line just. Y'all can't keep Burrow getting sacked. Same thing in New Orleans. Their offensive line has just been atrocious, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Russell Wilson gets his first win as a Denver Broncos, 16-9 against the Houston Texans. He threw one touchdown, one interception for 219 yards, but his completion rate was uh, below half. Not too much below half. He was 14-31. Uh, so, oh, Ron went off against the Bears like he always does, 27 to 10. Again, nothing fancy. Two touchdowns. Uh, Justin Fields, man, I don't know where the hype came from for him. I didn't really even see the hype when he was in college, but hey, uh, um, y'all keep on with the hype. Um, he he had 70 passing yards, seven eleven now. His completion rate was pretty good, but he only passed the ball eleven times and he had an interception. You know what I'm saying? Uh it it just they had hundred and eighty yards of rushing. That's what remotely even kept them in the game. They still lost by 17, 27-10, but what, what was people really expecting? <sighs> Josh Allen and the Bills went off on the former first seed of the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry did not have a good game. He did get a rushing touchdown, though. That was their only score. But he had 13 attempts for 25 yards. That's not good for old King Henry. Uh, Again, that's offensive line, man. (laughs) Offensive line. Has got to get some, got to get the lanes open. It just, the offensive line is a big part of your offense. Uh, The Eagles, the Eagles are going off this year. They 3-0, beat the Vikings 24-7. Jalen Hurts, he had 333 passing yards. One touchdown, one interception. Threw the ball 31 times and completed 26 passes. That's a pretty good Completion percentage Now Kirk Cousins on the other hand He was 27 of 46 Woo 221 yards 1 touchdown and 3 picks Whoa! Oh. Uh I, I don't know I mean shoot he was the team's Leading rusher for 2 attempts For 20 yards averaging 10 yards a carry That's bad when your quarterback Is the leading rusher Um I don't know, uh, Jeff, Justin Jefferson had a great, you know, first game, but it ain't looking too good for old J-Jets up there. I don't know what's going on this week or this year so far, but what was that? Uh, he only, he was only held to 14 points or 14 yards against the Lions, but week one against Green Bay, he had 184 yards on nine receptions. That's twenty yards uh averaging twenty yards per per catch. And then all of a sudden it goes down to uh, averaging eight yards and then four point seven. It's just I don't know. I don't know what's going on with uh <clears throat> old Captain Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, but uh they plan on making a run for the playoffs, they're gonna have to figure it out. They're gonna have to figure it out quick. Um I, I don't it surprised me. Honestly, it really did. Um, I don't know Marcus Mariota's you know first three starts. Yeah, he finally got a win, uh, week three, but against what was it, Seattle? Um, the, Mariota's first few starts hadn't been the greatest for uh for Atlanta. There was a lot of hype coming in. I don't know why, but hey, whatever. Um, and yeah, Matthew Stafford, I think he's still on a show enough Super Bowl hangover. I mean, yeah, he had three touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions. His completion rate was pretty good. But, you know, they got blown out the water against the Bills week one. And he really looked like crap in that game. Um, so, yeah, week two of the NFL was, uh oh, I'm sorry, the Giants beat the Panthers. Nineteen to sixteen, uh, battle of the mediocres, I guess you could say. Uh, I don't know what's going on down there, and uh, I, I don't know how I really feel just yet on Justin Herbert. Um, he's got the talent, you know. Mike Williams had eight receptions for one hundred thirteen yards and a touchdown. So I don't, I don't know what's going on over there in L.A., but. Hopefully they can figure that out soon for the sake of my fantasy league. because I have Mike Williams as one of my receivers. <clears throat> so, nothing too, too crazy. Uh, the Bucks versus the Saints week two. Like I said, there was a lot of hope going in, I guess, because we had this 16-point comeback against Atlanta. Didn't turn out great, man. Jameis looked like crap. And I am saying that, and I am a Jameis supporter. Jameis looked like crap. But I'm not going to put all the blame on Jameis. I'm not going to be this type of person that just singles out one person. We're going to single out the whole team. Now, the defense was holding their own up until Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore got in their little scuff, and they got ejected. And then, you know, a few plays later, a couple, in my opinion – Bad calls on the penalties, um, but I'm not. I'm not blaming that game on penalties at all. Um, a Couple of plays later, after the fight, boom, bam, they're in the end zone. First touchdown of the game. It was locked up three three going into the fourth quarter. You know, Saints and Tampa was an all defensive game that game until you know the fight happened. But there's enough blame to go around uh, that to where Jameis Winston doesn't have to carry all the blame. Now I understand Jameis had his 30 for 33 or his 33 for 30 year. Man, that's one season. I and and I'm not saying this because I am a Winston supporter. I, I would like to see the man thrive. I'm saying this because I have seen quarterbacks throw close to thirty with twenty-eight. Um I'm not gonna say any names because I don't want people thinking I'm trying to compare the two because that's by far what I'm I'm not doing. I am not comparing the two quarterbacks. But that was one season, you know, his interceptions after – or before that was, what, um, 18, 15, 14, and – Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, so they wasn't the, the greatest. Those interceptions were still high. But they wasn't astronomical with 30 interceptions in a year. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but Jameis didn't look great against Tampa at all. First game against his former team, or, or second, I'm sorry. His first game was last year, but he got hurt. But there's enough blame with what's going on with the Saints to go around that to where Jameis doesn't have to carry all the blame. You know, we had a good drive setting up, and Mark Ingram fumbles the ball. I think it was on what the 10 yard line. And that just set up for all the disaster. And for whatever reason, they targeted Chris Olave. Crazy stupid. Uh, I mean, he had 13 targets with five receptions. Um, now, I'm not saying that's crazy, but. I understand, you know, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Langer are pretty locked up the whole game. Uh, I just, you know, the offensive line has got to get better. Um, I'm not saying that they're terrible on every play, but a lot of the snaps, uh, there's people coming in unblocked, the protection's breaking down too quick. Um, We've got to be one of the most undisciplined teams in the NFL uh, right now because – Just in the Tampa game alone, there was nine penalties for the New Orleans. I mean, Tampa had eight for 101 yards, but still, we had nine penalties. We have got to be one of the most undisciplined teams in the NFL right now. Do I think that Jameis Winston should be benched for Andy Dalton? Yes, but not for him to lose his starting job. Jameis Winston is suffering four fractured vertebrae right now. And uh, an ankle injury. I don't. I don't know anything. About, I don't. I don't know the details on the ankle injury, but the man's suffering from four fractured vertebrae right now. <clears throat> so yeah, I feel like they should put him on the bench, let him rest, let him heal. He just doesn't look comfortable in the pocket. Uh, there was one play uh, against Tampa. I think it was either Tampa or Carolina. I want not say it was Tampa. That he had a. Uh, an opening to run for the first down. And he just looked like a newborn horse out there, just gallivanting, trotting along like I don't know. I don't know if his back is, what's the significance of his injury is other than it being fractured. I don't know how bad it's affecting him. Obviously he's not going to come out and say that because then that just puts a bullseye on him. I mean, he's already got a bullseye on him. But I think Jameis needs to improve, improve a lot. He's not, he, he, he's not changing up the protection when he sees the blitz coming. And you can see the blitz coming. When they load the box up, he's not changing the protection. And in and, 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 and its own way, he's hurting himself. I mean, you know you have a back injury. You see that they're loading the box on you. Why not change the protection and 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 try to pick up the blitz? It's not going to work every time, but you're going to pick up the protection, or if you pick up the blitz and change the protection, it's going to help out a little bit. Where you're not taking so many sacks. I mean, against Tampa alone, how many sacks? He he took six sacks. Now, I don't think I've ever had a fractured vertebrae. Well, I've never had a documented fractured fractured vertebrae. But I don't think taking six sacks with four fractured vertebrae is very good. So Jameis has just got to get better with um, reading the defense, figuring out when to change the protection, when they're going to blitz, you know, all that type of thing. Week two was not his greatest performance as New Orleans Saints. It's actually his worst performance as a New Orleans Saints, his best being five touchdowns against Green Bay week one last year. So, I don't know. I feel like him and Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, they need to get in a room and they need to figure it out. They need to figure it out quick because if not, this thing's going to spiral out of control. Now, Jameis looked good with Sean Payton as a head coach. So, I don't know if maybe the the uh, coaching staff changes. I don't know what I could tell Pete Carmichael's play call has been very conservative, you know, uh, run, run on first and second. And your offensive line's not got enough. There's not enough protection for the running backs to make any space. So then you're looking at third and seven, third and eight, and now you want to pass the ball all of a sudden when you could, you should have done that on first down. See what you could have picked up. See if there was the defense going to give you anything. But I don't know. Pete Carmichael, Dennis Allen, and Jameis Winston's got to figure it out. We'll talk more about them when we reach into week three. Then, but that's where we're fixing ahead. Um, week three, again, uh, let's see, some notable games. Oh, the Colts beat the Chiefs 20-17. to Matt Ryan's first win as a Indianapolis Colts. Come with two touchdowns, 222 yards, 10 incomplete passes. That's not too bad for the veteran Matty Ice. And I bet you he's so glad to be out of the NFC South so he doesn't have to run away from Cam Jordan no more and get sacked. Patrick Mahomes had 15 incomplete passes with 262 yards, a touchdown, and interception. This I don't really understand. Clyde's Edward E. Lair was the um was the leading rusher for that game with zero yards and a touchdown. Uh, let me read that one back to you: zero yards and a touchdown. Uh, I I think that had to have been a mistake. I don't know. Um, uh, Vikings got to win over the Lions, but not with the help of Justin Jefferson. I mean, Kirk Cousins looks somewhat decent. His passing, they're passing a whole lot. I don't know what's going on. If Davlin Cook isn't, if he ain't cooking. I mean, he had 96 yards and a rushing touchdown, but Kirk Cousins is still throwing forty one times a game. That's not too balanced of an offense. Uh, especially being twenty-four of forty one. Whoo. Uh, I mean, that's that's it's still that's above fifty percent, but two hundred and sixty yards and two touchdowns. Uh Jared Goff, the same thing, 41-25 of forty one. So he had one more completion than Kirk Cousins did uh for two hundred and seventy seven yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Um so yeah, like I said, I don't know what's going on with Kirk Cousins and Jay Jets up there, but I mean, he had six targets, three receptions, 14 yards. When your leading receiver, your number one receiver isn't leading in the game, there's some chemistry that the chemistry is off between the quarterback and receiver. I mean, uh K J Osborne was their leading receiver last week against the Lions. And he had five receptions for seventy three yards, averaging fourteen point six yards per catch with a touchdown. Adam Thielen not too far behind him. And he also he also had a touchdown. So I don't know what's going on in Minnesota with uh Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, but they're going to have to figure it out, and they're going to have to figure it out quick. Um, or their season can spiral out quickly. Um, New Orleans does play Minnesota this upcoming Sunday in London with an 8.30 game. So I guess I'm going to have to wake up extra early. Instead of having hamburgers and all chicken, all kinds of stuff for the game, it looks like we're going to be having breakfast. They're going to be playing in London, and the Saints are rolling out them black helmets. Well, I wish that was a permanent helmet, black on black with black pants. Oh, man. Uh, Bengals got their first win against the Jets. <clears throat> uh, Joe Flacco, hit or miss, like, like when he was in uh, Baltimore. His consistency wasn't always 100, but two interceptions, 285 yards. Joe Burrow went off, though, after looking like complete crap in week one with, I think it was like four interceptions. He's 26 23 of 36 275 yards with three touchdowns so maybe they're starting to get things picked up up there and he was only sacked um two times so that's a big a big difference between week two and week three so maybe they're starting to figure out that offensive line a little bit chart or the jaguars with another win again i don't quite know how i feel about justin herbert because he only hung 10 points up against the Jaguars. They have been the butt joke of the NFL right alongside the Jets and the Browns for the longest time. I mean, don't get me wrong. They had that one year where they was in the AFC Championship against New England. But other than that, they've been the butt joke of the NFL. But Trevor Lawrence, man, he went off 28-39, of 262 yards and three touchdowns. Like I said earlier, I think – law is starting to find himself to be a little more comfortable and he's starting to make a little magic happen down there in Duval County um, you know I like to see it you know Trevor Lawrence was a pretty good quarterback in college up there at Clemson and I will say I was glad to see LSU beat him in the national championship back in 2019 old Joey Burrow but you know Herbert had just shy of three hundred yards to think, one touchdown and a pick. <clears throat> had twenty incomplete passes as well. So I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent. I don't a hundred percent know how I feel about Justin Herbert. He's you know hot and cold, hot and cold. And there are several quarterbacks in the league just like that. I mean, you've got your real consistent ones. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers is hot and cold. Tom Brady's hot and cold, so you're never going to be 100%. Uh, <clears throat> you're never going to be um, – you, you, you're never going to have your perfect games all year. I mean, you're going to be on and off, but Justin Herbert just seems like he's off more than he's on. Um, Packers beat the Bucks. Thank gosh. Just because I'm a Saints fan, I'm glad to see the Bucks lost 14 to 12 on a two point conversion that would have sent it into overtime. But regardless, Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady did Tom Brady, 271 yards, a touchdown. Why Aaron Rodgers had two touchdowns and a pick. But it doesn't matter. It's all on what the final, what the scoreboard says when them zeros hit. Um,. 49ers and the Broncos. Broncos got their second win of the year, 11-10. I know that's a wacky score, but Jimmy Garoppolo is the only quarterback that I have ever watched get a safety and a pick six all in one play, which, of course, the pick six happened after he stepped out the back of the end zone. So the pick six was was voided. It wasn't good. It didn't happen. But the fact that they were close to a pick six I don't know I'm not an NFL coach I'm not even an NFL player (laughs) I was never close to even being a college player but it was kind of crazy to see Jimmy Garoppolo step out of the back of the end zone like that Um, and then throw an interception that would have been a touchdown had he not stepped out Um. Yeah, the Rams got a win over their division rival, the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, I mean, he was thirty-seven to fifty-eight for three hundred fourteen yards, but he didn't have no touchdowns or interceptions. Um. And uh, you know, Matthew Stafford again, no touchdowns, no interceptions, just like Kyler Murray. He had two hundred forty-nine yards, so. <clears throat> wasn't the greatest game is actually kind of boring if you ask me uh Jalen hurts you know like I said undefeated beat the the washington commanders football team Redskins however you want to call them I don't know I don't I know they're the commanders there's some people that's going to stick by with just calling them the redskins there's some people that's going to call them the football team which I highly doubt but hey whatever I mean, he went off again, 22-35, 340 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, Jalen Hurts is just having a heck of a year so far. Uh, Week three, the Vikings beat the – oh, we already talked about it. I'm sorry. Titans-Raiders, Titans Titans end up beating the Raiders 24-22. We 3 was wasn't the greatest. I mean, the Falcons got to win over the Seahawks. Uh, you know, Saints lost to the uh, Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Opened up first three games all division opponents. I feel like the NFL still got it out for the Saints. But yeah, like I said, with the Saints, it uh, Dennis Allen and J- uh, Jameis Winston's gonna have to figure something out. Um, yeah, I've. I've seen even Alva Kamara made a comment. I'm not going to say the exact words that he said, but um, they got to clean some stuff up, and they got to clean it up quick because this train might get derailed. And, you know, we brought in uh, Tyron Matthew in the off season, and I think Tyron Matthew's still in Kansas City, if you ask me. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if he just doesn't care or what, but the defense was so promising coming in in the offseason. Then we turn around and trade CD Ducey, got rid of uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, traded him to the Eagles, and he's just having a heck of a year over there. And I'm just scratching my head like, why did we get rid of Gardner Johnson and keep uh, PJ Williams? But hey, I'm not in the Saints'. Um, Front office is not my decision, but the defense has played okay ball. The whole team just all around has to step it up. Um, like I said earlier, there's there's enough blame to go around that Jameis Winston can't catch all the blame. And I know there's a lot of Winston haters out there that are Saints fans that are calling for his head, calling for Taysom Hill to be a to be the starter, which I don't even understand when I hear people say that they want Jameis Winston as the starter, because that just tells me you don't understand how a NFL depth chart works. Normally, if QB one goes down with an injury or he gets pulled because he's playing like crap, they normally turn to QB two, not tight end one. But hey, what do I know? You know? Um, but no, I don't. I don't want Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. He he is a gadget player, and and that's the bad thing when we run uh, offensive plays with Taysom Hill at the quarterback. They know he's already going to run to the w- right. I don't understand why Pete Carmichael isn't putting him in there to do pass plays. He's not the greatest passer, but you you can hit him with a little five six yard dump off real quick. Check down to Alvin Kamara or something if it ain't there. But every time Taysom Hill gets the ball lined up as quarterback, it's just will run to the right. And then I guess that's why they didn't really play him in the Tampa game because they knew. They knew it wasn't going to work. So why not change it up? And I'm not saying, just because I don't want Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback, I'm not saying that he's not a great uh, football player. He's one heck of a ball player now. He's a very athletic player. But he's not a starting quarterback. And I said it earlier, do I think Jameis Winston needs to sit out and heal? Yes, I do. You've got four fractured vertebrae, Jameis. And I know you'll probably never hear this podcast. But if for some magical reason you do, Jameis, I understand that you're trying to prove yourself because the last time you were a starter in the NFL outside of last season when you got hurt, was your last season in Tampa when you threw 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. I understand. I know. You're trying to make up for what you did in Tampa, trying to show people that you're not this you know, turnover machine. But you're just going to keep making these turnovers if you don't start picking up on these uh, blitz and changing the protection package with the offensive linemen then you're gonna have to get in a rush because the pockets collapsing and then you have no time to do anything. So I don't they're gonna have to have some team meetings and some late night um, defensive reading sessions for Jameis. Uh, but yeah, I I do think he needs to sit and heal. I mean he's got four fractured vertebrae. I wouldn't want to be out there. Especially if I'm the leader of the team. Yeah, I understand. You're the leader of the team. You don't want to let the team down. But if you go out with another season-ending injury, then you're letting the team down, which you can't help last season. It was uh, a white that tore your ACL. But this season, you can help it because you know the injury. You know you're hurt, but yet you still want to play in the game. And even even against the Carolina game, you had – Jameis, uh, well, he was only sacked once, but he was tackled a lot outside of being sacked. Uh, and even still, you know, we had seven interceptions or seven, um, seven penalties. Like I said earlier, we're one of the most undisciplined teams in the league right now. We've got to get it together and we've got to get it together quick because this train is starting to wobble on the tracks. And I hate to see Jameis go out like that and lose his starting position because of. Just bad decisions, bad bad decisions all the way around from from the top to the bottom. But uh, I don't know. Um before we jump into college, I guess we'll go ahead and make these week four picks. I'm still gonna ride with the Saints. I feel like we're gonna get a turnaround soon. I'm um, gonna we'll take the Saints over to Vikings in London. Um For my fantasy sake, and just because the Dolphins are undefeated, I'm taking Tua and the Dolphins against the Bengals. Um, I'm gonna actually take the Browns. Actually, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna take the Falcons over the Browns. I know they're a division opponent, but I'm, just for the sake of the argument, I'm taking the Falcons over the Browns just because I feel like something's gonna change <clears throat> for Atlanta with. If they get Cordell Patterson involved in the game, it's going to be lights out. I'm going to take the Cowboys against the Commanders. I'll take the Lions over the Seahawks because Geno Smith hasn't really worked out, which is one reason why I didn't take DK Metcalf in my fantasy league just because he had Geno throwing him the ball. So I'm taking the Lions over the Seahawks. I'm gonna take the Colts over I meant the Titans. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go with the Colts over the Titans. I'll take the Bears over the Giants, of course. Um, hmm, I'm gonna go with the Eagles over the Jaguars. Jaguars going to catch that second loss this Sunday. I've, hmm, I'm gonna go the Jets over the Steelers just maybe uh, Flacco has another good game. Obviously, I'm taking the Bills over the Ravens, but it's going to be close. Trust me, it's going to be close. I'll take the Chargers over the Texans who are 0-2 and 1. Cardinals over the Panthers. Obviously, I'm going to take the Packers over the Giants. I meant the Packers over the Patriots. Uh I'm going to take the Raiders over the Broncos because I just feel like between Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, something's got to change, and it's got to change quick. So I'm going Raiders over the Broncos for sure. Chiefs over the Bucks, <clears throat> Man, the Bucks have got a lot of injuries, and the Chiefs coming off a loss. I'm taking the bu- uh, the Chiefs. Uh, the Bucks, man, offensive line's kind of decimated during the offseason. Defense has been solid. The defense has been solid. I will give that to Tampa. The defense has been solid. Offense has been somewhat shaky. I understand they're 2-1, but their two wins came against Dallas and New Orleans, and it wasn't the prettiest win on offense. But they do have Tom Brady, so anything's possible. And I'm going to take the defending Super Bowl champs, the Rams, over the Niners, uh, and that's it for NFL let's jump into college a little bit uh, we gotta go back to week two Whew. we got a lot to cover uh let's some just talk about some things uh week two lSU beat southern 65 to 17 and it looks like Brian Kelly might have might be turning some things around down there and Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, They've looked pretty decent since their little outing against Florida State. Special teams have kind of gotten better. Offensive line's given Jaden Daniels a little more protection. Defense is looking great. Um, Run game has just been stellar, in in my opinion. Um, Maybe we did cover. Yeah, we did cover week two. I'm sorry. Uh week three, LSU versus Mississippi State. Uh LSU beat Mississippi State thirty one to sixteen. And uh Jaden Daniels, man, he's just when I say the run game has been pretty stellar, it's it's Jaden Daniels. He he's been the run game. Um he's looking decent down there in Baton Rouge. You know, he transfers from Arizona State. Um I think it's been a big adjustment from him compared to Arizona State coming to the SEC. I think as he settles down, things will get better for him. Um, But, yeah, the whole team's just – yeah, compared to week one, uh, the whole team is doing a lot better. I think Brian Kelly's starting to clean up some of that uh, poor performances from the defense. From offense, I mean, the whole team just needed just to run bleachers throughout that valley. Oh, old Penn State beat Auburn 41-12. to 12. I was glad to see that. Auburn is not looking good since they've lost Bo Nix. Um, A&M got the win over Florida – or uh, Miami – I think it was like 17-9 to 9 or something like that. That was the first game started for former LSU starting quarterback Max Johnson, which transferred in the offseason. And I really feel like A&M really only targeted him <clears throat> and brought him to A&M was so they can get Max Johnson's brother, which was a highly recruited tight end, uh, to come down there and play for them. Uh, and it worked. He got his first game 10 of 20 for one touchdown, 140 yards. So, not too bad, but he did take three sacks. Woo. Uh, of course, Florida beat Southern Florida. Let's check out the top 25. <clears throat> Obviously, Oklahoma beat Nebraska coming off uh, the previous week before playing Oklahoma. They fired their head coach <clears throat> week one the first week for the interim head coach did not look any better. Um, Georgia ran over South Carolina again. Georgia's going to be end up being the team to take it. I, I feel like Georgia is going to be the team to take the national championship again. It'll probably be Alabama versus Georgia in the national championship again, which honestly, I'm a little skeptical about Alabama. Um, But still, it is Alabama and Nick Saban. So, they'll end up pulling it out. Uh, That's not too many worthy games to talk about from week two uh, or week three of college football. There's a lot of cupcakes. Let's talk about week four real quick, and then we'll close this one out. Um. You know, again, not too many worthy games, even though Georgia let Kent State put up 22 on that defense, one of the top-ranked defense, if not the top-ranked defense in the country. They was looking ahead to next week. Uh, That's all I can say. I don't know what's going on in Gainesville. I gave them a lot of credit. Week one beating number 17, Utah. But things have not looked great in Gainesville since week one. Um, they lost 38-33 to number 11 Tennessee in week four. And I don't know. I kind of hope they do turn it around. Oh, I say I kind of hope uh, it is Billy Napier's first year. So I, I do wish the man a little success. Just I wish all head coaches success but a lot of times it doesn't play out that way. So I don't know what's going on in Florida, but we'll keep up with Florida a little bit because I did give them a little uh love in week 1. Uh, the the biggest shock, now, the biggest shock for me was number 10 Arkansas Woo Pig Suey lost to number 23 Texas A&M 23 to 21. Could have been a fluke win? Possibly. We'll have to see how Arkansas recovers this week. It'll be interesting to see just how they were, if they were overrated or not. And another upset unranked Kansas State beating number six Oklahoma 41 to 34. Whoa. I had them as one of the dark horses to take that number four spot in the college football playoffs, but, uh, Not no more. The bad thing is, their running back had just as many touchdowns as their quarterback did. Quarterback for Oklahoma, Dylan Gabriel, had four touchdowns. The running back for Kansas State, Adrian Martinez, had four rushing touchdowns. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had four rushing touchdowns, um, so that was a big shock. Number six, falling to unranked Kansas State. Uh, another almost upset, number seven, USC, which I had them as another dark horse that could have took that four spot. Barely got away with the win, 17-14 to 14 over unranked Oregon State. Uh, let's take a look in the SEC before we close this one out. Make a couple picks for next week. Obviously, LSU beat Arkansas 38, or LSU beat New Mexico 38 to nothing. Um, Cupcake. And we got a struggle win. Auburn versus Missouri 17 to 14. Uh, Not two more notable games around the SEC. Couple cupcakes other than the Florida-Tennessee game. In the Auburn-Missouri game. So let's look ahead to week five of the college football season. Make our picks. I am taking LSU over Auburn. Auburn has not looked the greatest this year, nor is LSU. But I think, like I said, I think Brian Kelly has really fixed some, cleaned some things up with that team. So I'm going to take LSU over Auburn. Obviously, I'm going to take South Carolina over South Carolina State. I'm going to go with Old Miss over number seven, Kentucky. Call me crazy, but I just ain't feeling the hype all the way. So I'm going Old Miss over number seven, Kentucky. And, of course, I hate to say it, but I'm going with the number two team in the country, Alabama over Arkansas. For sure. Uh, The next one, A&M and State, that could be a toss-up. But my gut's telling me to go with A&M. My mind's telling me to go with state. But I'm going to go with A&M and follow my gut. And, of course, Georgia over Missouri. See some other notable games. Michigan's going to definitely beat Iowa. I will be shocked if they lose. I'm actually going to go TCU over Oklahoma. Unranked TCU over Oklahoma. I will go Florida State over Wake Forest hmm let's see what else it's pretty much oh oregon over stanford i'm gonna go oregon bo nix looks somewhat okay uh up there in oregon since transferring from uh auburn he's had 10 touchdowns and three interceptions so he's kind of turned it around which his first game wasn't the greatest against the defending national champions so we're going to close that out with sports talk. And the last few things we're going to talk about. Um, y'all send in some emails. Let's talk about some sports. If you want to talk about something specific, send in your emails to talking sports down south at gmail.com. That is T-A-L-K-I-N sports down south at gmail.com. Uh, y'all be looking forward to it. Uh, the MILB season for the San Antonio Missions wrapped up last week, I think. And sometime in the coming few weeks, we will have right-hand pitcher for the San Antonio Missions. Felix Menjarez will be on the podcast. We're going to dive into the world of the, of Felix Menjarez and his football, uh, baseball journey. And learn a little bit about the MILB If you don't know a whole lot about it Um, And again um, If you're living in the southern Florida area We are thinking about you We are praying for you Hurricane Ian is Battering down on y'all As we speak But the eye is still 12 to 24 hours From making landfall So y'all please be safe don't do anything stupid. If you need to evacuate, evacuate now. Thank you for listening to Talking Sports Down South. Leave us a follow or follow us on your podcast platforms that you're listening to us on. We're not on Apple Podcast yet. I am working on getting it there. But you can follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. I plan on starting us up a YouTube page before too long. And we're going to try to get this thing going. So, leave us, follow us, leave us a rating, tell your friends, share it on social media. And I hope you'll have a great week. And we're looking forward to a little more football coming up. So, we'll we'll see y'all next week.